2: And they're headed straight for Roaring Camp Railroads. Is it a trick? No. It's Thomas and Percy's Halloween Party.
0: And with a bounce house, pumpkin patch, temporary tattoos and face painting,
3: plus photos with Sir Topham hats, it's certainly going to be a treat. So get down to Roaring Camp before all the fun disappears. Weekends October 12th
2: through the 27th.
4: I am Jesus. Wow. All right. I suppose Jesus was Jewish, right? There you go. Shout out.
3: Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the Dynasty Trade Cast on RotoViz Radio, brought to you by our friends at MyBookie.ag. Week two is in the books, and uh, for that there has been lots of news. I honestly, yes, I know there's news every week of the in season, but I can't remember a seventy two hours with more news than Sunday to Tuesday. That's why we we, we usually record Monday night. We, had, we we're like, all right, let's let more news pour in, just so we have more content for this week's Dynasty Tradecast. So today, with all the content, with all the takes, we have our good friend Justin Peak on the show as well as Dan Seno. How's it going tonight, Justin?
1: Going great.
4: How are y'all? Well, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm just, I'm just glad to be here. I wasn't quite sure if I was gonna make it. <laughs> the old, uh, the old moving thing and kids being sick. It's uh, all sorts of chaos. So I'm happy to be here. And I think you're right, Nathan. I, Justin and I were talking before the show, before you were in the call. I, I don't recall ever just remembering a bloodbath like this, whether it be quarterback or any other position, all at once. It seems within the first two weeks, at least, this is nuts.
3: Yeah, and of course, like, if it was another position like wide receiver, I mean, any of the other fantasy positions, it really only impacts one or two players. But with quarterback, it what the, the change, the injuries in, affects the entire, you know, running back wide receiver tight end and how to value them as well as the back of quarterback. So, you know, when a quarterback change happens, it impacts every single piece of the offense.
4: It's crazy.
3: All righty. So obviously, that, that'll be the theme of the show, the quarterback shuffling around but before we get into today's show i want to remind you that you should become a rotoviz radio patron uh, go to patreon.com slash rotoviz to contribute You lots of awesome uh, stuff you got going on there i believe if you have a nine dollar per month subscription to patreon with us you get merch at the end of the season so that's pretty awesome really good stuff going on there dan why don't you tell them about subscribing to rotoviz
4: if you uh, subscribe to RotoViz, you get 10% off of the NFL Pass right now. It's available through the NFL Podcast homepage. That's rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Got to get, uh, get yourself ready for the playoff push. We're only in week two, but you need to be ready. So make sure you have all of your access that uh, gets you all the content, all of the tools, which, I mean, they keep coming out with new ones and they just get better and better. So. Make sure you get in there, get yourself an NFL pass. That's rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.
3: All righty, let's get into today's show. We're going to go with the, the first one, the first one that I, I think uh, I predicted. Uh, we, we talked <laughs> about the Josh, the Josh Dobbs trade live on air because I didn't know about it and Dan informed me of it. And I said, hey, that's a positive indicator for Mason Rudolph. I didn't quite say, hey, that means he's going to be the starting quarterback next week. But here we are, Ben Roethlisberger out for the season. Mason Rudolph is now the starting quarterback. And honestly, the biggest shocker of all of this is they traded their first-round pick right after it. So what do you think of this vote of confidence for uh, the Steelers to trade their first with Mason Rudolph at the helm?
4: Yeah, the the trade for Fitzpatrick, I think, was, was the one that really didn't make sense. Getting rid of Dobbs at the time, I mean, you, you were right on, on having the vote of confidence in Mason Rudolph. And then they kind of go, got to go back to the well to find somebody else to back up Rudolph now. But trading your first for Fitzpatrick means they must think the world of Mason Rudolph to think that that team's not really going to fall off, to think that they're still going to be contending in the AFC North. And uh, you know, we, we've seen some decent things for Mason Rudolph. Uh, I know a lot of people were pretty high on him coming out of college, thought he was one of the better quarterbacks, at least from the next tier in his class. So, I mean, he's got enough talent around him there where I guess it's possible he, he could be okay, but getting your first starter, first couple starts under your belts and filling in some massively overweight shoes, it's not going to be easy for, for Mason Rudolph. And the potential top 10, 12, 15 pick that they traded for Fitzpatrick, that's super questionable too.
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like coming in fresh is pretty easy like uh Gatner Windshoe, you know. Made, <laughs> it made to look really really easy. Um he obviously didn't look quite quite as good this past week, but
3: he did uh, in the fourth quarter or in the last yeah, one
1: least when it mattered and until you know they decided not to let him throw the ball to win the game. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, wasn't impressed with Mason Rudolph in 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 that game, but he was exactly what you expect somebody to come in not, you know, not, not planning on starting yet. So, you know, I I don't know that it's indicative of how well he's going to do. I think they can finally give Moncrief a rest and (laughs) (laughs) maybe, uh, maybe only surround him with the talent and, you know, give him, give him a shot, but he can lean on McDonald and everything and have plenty of plenty of decent targets to, to not be bad. At least he shouldn't be as bad as he was Sunday.
3: Yeah, and obviously, this goes without saying, but if Rudolph is on the waiver wire in any of your Superflex and icy Leagues, he's in all... I mean, granted, I said this last week about... Who did I say it about? Uh, Minshew. Minshew. I, yeah, yeah. I said go all in on Minshew. Well, if you didn't go all in on Minshew and you still have waiver bucks and Rudolph's on the waiver wire, you go all in on Rudolph. And I, I do prefer Rudolph to Minshew personally. So if someone's on them, the Minshew wagon, maybe you know test them with offering your Minshew for a Rudolph. Uh, but regardless, I, I do think that Hansers a good situation here. In talking about the Steelers' weapons, I don't think that it impacts Juju Schuster too much. I do think the other weapons are the ones that get hurt or, or go down a peg. I know people are saying, oh, James Washington, they were college teammates, yada, yada, yada. But it still requires the Steelers being a very good offense for that wide receiver, two to really matter at all. And then I think that the biggest loser from this injury is James Conner. Because James Conner was relying on that being a high-ceiling offense. And that the ceiling has definitely lowered going from uh, Roethlisberger to Rudolph. I, I do think the floor is similar, even the median projection is, is similar. But I do think the big games from Rudolph aren't going to be quite as big as the big games from Big Ben.
4: Yeah, I think I think the floor with Connor remains the same, but his ceiling is much much lower than it was. I mean, it even was taken down a notch when when they moved on from AB. That affected the entire offense. So you know i think juju is going to be fine from a volume perspective i still i'm not 100% sure that the big plays are going to be there but you know he's probably still going to get the 10 12 15 targets a game because most of the most of the young guys or the inexperienced guys are going to lean on their high end players and and Justin brought up Vance McDonald, who I think they'll probably get those those kind of intermediate routes going for the McDonalds, the Jalen Samuels who can kind of play that that H back role. Um, I I think it's I see less of them working in James Washington, who's going to be more of your down the field type guy. But we'll, we'll we have to see. We we don't exactly know what we're getting because like Justin said, he really didn't look very good on Sunday. But from the tape we have from college, I I think he definitely can can hold his own in the NFL. I just don't see a ton of upside.
1: Y'all are right on James Conner. Definitely uh, have way too many shares of him. And uh, I mean, while he's still probably going to get, I would imagine that the offense probably leans a little bit more on the running game than they would the passing game. And um, so he's going to kind of maintain that same floor um uh, by just getting a little bit more volume though, really he was already projected for volume anyway. But I don't think that goes down. But, yeah, he's, he's not going to be able to have as many touchdowns, not going to have as many big plays and everything. So his ceiling is definitely capped. And, uh, you yeah, know, we're getting a, a, like my SFB pick in him and everything. But, <laughs> you know, it happens. You know, hopefully he still is at least not terrible. It stays relevant enough. But, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, caps there. I'm not uh, – I already wasn't all that confident in Juju. And then I don't know that he's going to get that much volume. I just didn't see it on, on Sunday and don't expect it to continue that way or and like him all of a sudden get, get even more. So I, I think he's really going to lean on, like I said, that, that McDonald's or, you know, running backs out of the backfield or anything like those, just those short passes, at least, you know, for several weeks to kind of get comfortable. I mean, almost what Minshew did at first, but like only be really going for those, those, uh, that low a dot and you know, being able to get comfortable and get some confidence. And then maybe he can start stretching the field, but it's definitely going to make the offense worse for a while, at least.
3: All right, let's move on to the saints offense. We have drew Brees, who's out, I think four to six weeks, maybe four to eight weeks, depending on the timeline you look at. I think they did say he's having surgery and it's going to depend on what happens after the surgery. Uh, but drew Brees out for the middle part of the season, at least, and so we have Teddy Bridgewater, which I mean, many would have considered him one of the better backups in the NFL. He didn't show that uh, this past week, but it's hard to really fault him with coming into a situation into a big game like Saints Rams. And, you know, obviously they weren't game planned to have that have it go that way. But I do think he'll look better in in week three and, and going, going forward. But I do think that we did get kind of a glimpse of like, okay, maybe he's not all hyped up as
4: the best backup in the NFL. I think he's got the best chance of a lot of the guys we're going to be talking about to be at least a little bit relevant right away. He's, he's been there. He's been around the league, obviously with the the big time injury that um, that cut his time short with the Vikings he's he's kind of had the chance to to get everything everything going so I think he's been kind of waiting on this he wanted out of Minnesota and and now getting to play behind Drew Brees or not play behind Drew Brees but sit and watch and learn uh, I think that's pretty important actually for Teddy and for his development so again yeah we didn't see much on Sunday but again this is a guy who hasn't really played much football in in the last few years so I think I think he's got a good chance at, at having a legitimate you know, short term career. We'll see what comes of Drew Brees and the injury. I'm guessing he's done. Not maybe not forever, but I would imagine for the season, unless nothing really happened in there. But it, it sounded like it was some ligament stuff. So uh I think Teddy's got a good shot. I, I think I think it doesn't hurt the running back position as much as everybody wants to believe. I think Kamara and Latavius Murray will both still be okay, even though Murray really hasn't done a whole lot quite yet. I think I think maybe Mike Thomas takes a little bit of a hit. Uh, I think Traequan, probably his role remains. And I think Jared Cook remains underwhelming, just kind of like the exact opposite of what everyone is expecting.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like uh, Jared Cook is kind of the opposite of advance McDonald that he's not going on those underneath routes. Like he's stretching the, the seam routes and everything. So that's not what I'm uh, looking forward to with Teddy. And yeah, so, so I, d- I definitely think that you know, Jared Cook's going to continue not probably living up to his ADP. If you, you got him or anything for this year or made a trade for him, obviously, I mean, he's older anyway, so you hopefully didn't, didn't have to spend too much on him, but Teddy definitely was not good at a QBR of eighteen. Pretty rough. It's kind of like uh Rudolph in that sense. He's still he's just like the Steelers offense, surrounded by talent. So you have to think he can he'll improve on that. But you know, it, that it's, that and
3: Michael Thomas is one of the better creators at the wide receiver position where he can make something out of nothing, you know, whether it be on a, on a route run or on a pass. I I, I do see a lot of yards after catch in Michael Thomas's future with Teddy, a quarterback.
1: Yeah. And he's such a good route runner that, you know, he should get enough separation that almost anybody can, can hit him. So I'm not too, too worried about him. Uh, Traquan I'm probably, I mean, He's still going to be uh, talented enough to hopefully give Bridgewater something, but uh, you know, I'm not, not confident in his fantasy outlook. I I definitely think, I mean, Kamara should should still be able to be that same kind of back and give, uh, give Bridgewater those outlets and everything to be able to have something to go to if he's not, not confident down the field. So I like Kamara still.
3: All right. Uh, I think that'll cover those, those two. Now, we have not an injury, but a benching. Uh, I mean, I, I don't even, I wouldn't even call this a benching per se. This isn't a benching of Eli Manning more as it's a promotion of Daniel Jones into the starting lineup for the New York Giants. And much like the first two, he comes into a situation where there is some talent around him. Yeah, Shepard missed last week, but, you know, he's a good wide receiver. You have Golden Tate coming back from suspension. And obviously you have Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley. There's some talent in that Giants offense. So there's definitely... Uh, production to be had with with D- Daniel Jones at the helm. I believe Evan Silva mentioned he does have some rushing production as well. Uh, uh, so that's definitely you know a positive indicator for fantasy. Uh, I know most of fantasy Twitter hated Daniel Jones like four months ago, and now they're going to be kissing his feet for some reason. But
4: I think that he's got a shot to be decent here with, with what he has around him it should be okay. I mean, anything's going to be better than Eli who retired his ability like four years ago. So thankfully he's, he's hopefully done. Hopefully there's no comeback tour. There's no, <laughs> hopefully we don't get like a Daniel Jones injury and Eli's forced back upon us. But that, that might be, that might be Armageddon right there. So uh, yeah, I think, I think Daniel Jones is going to be fine. I don't think he's going to be great. I don't think I, I I I don't know the the ceilings we don't know because we don't know enough about him but we'll see and like you mentioned he's got he's got enough talent around him obviously having Saquon Barkley is a huge huge insur- insurance policy that can act kind of the way that Zeke acted for Dak early on and I, I think I think Shepard and Tate will be will be fine for him obviously neither one of those guys is really stretching the field but having the big possession receiver in uh, Evan Ingram I think that'll be really helpful even though they'll probably start doubling him knowing that that's probably going to be his his most comfortable spot so I think I, I th- if anything I think everybody takes a, a notch up I, I think Eli was was more of a hindrance on this offense than anything so I'm a little more excited for the offense I think I'm I'm probably going to start buying whatever Sterling Shepard chairs I didn't have And uh, I think the really the big one here is is going to get Golden Tate before he comes back from suspension, because once people remember that they even have him or what he's capable of, even though he started to look a little bit, a little bit, you know, less Golden Tatey over the last few years, uh, I think he's definitely going to put up some points. And I think he'll be the wide receiver one in that offense. If you're not counting Evan Ingram for the short term, at the very least, I think what Sterling Shepard does is, is he's very good at, but he's not going to take over the offense. We knew he wasn't going to do that last year when OBJ was out for those games. And we knew he wasn't going to be that guy when OBJ was gone for this season. So I think Tate can take over a little bit. Obviously he's not going to be that big, you know, overwhelming wide receiver. Like we're used to seeing in wide receiver ones across the league, but uh, I, I think he can, he can very easily dominate the volume from the wide receiver perspective, but uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens here.
1: Yeah, everybody dumped on Daniel Jones in the off season and didn't love him. Like I said, I think it was mainly just because everybody knew that New York took took him too early, but that wasn't necessarily because he was bad. And then all of a sudden in uh, in the preseason, oh wait, this guy actually can play. Granted, it's also just preseason, so who knows? But I mean, I think it definitely, like I said, with uh, Saquon and Ingram, uh, I mean that's exactly what you want to have for a young quarterback is, you know, a talented running back to be able to, um, you know, not only open up some passing lanes and everything, but to be able to check down to, and then Ingram to be able to open stuff up. You know, I'm excited for his production and everything to be able to see what, what he's going to be. Definitely agree that I think he's an upgrade to Eli right now. So uh, we'll, we'll see what that offense offense was obviously going to, likely going to be trending up in the next couple of weeks anyway, with the addition of Tate and having Shepherd back and everything. So, you know, I think this only helps make it trend up even more and go ahead and see, you know, where, where they've got everything. Obviously they're going to move on from Eli at some point And I'm honestly still surprised that they finally did actually do it, but uh, they needed to. And I think it's, it's going to be fun to, to see him play against, you know, real defenses.
2: Talk to us at Cordell and Cordell. Contact
0: cordellcordell.com. 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California 94404.
2: I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell and Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, Talk to us at Cordell and Cordell. We're a partner men can count on.
0: Contact CordellCordell.com. 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404.
3: All right. Let's move on to the next one. And this one, this one is not not good for me, folks. I have my <laughs> fair share of my fair ladies and my fair share of Cam Newton and uh, Dynasty Leagues. And I'm I know this might be recency bias, but I'm kind of getting Andrew Luck vibes here where like if he retires in January, I won't be that surprised. Cam Newton seems like he's sick of sick of rehab, sick of being hurt every year, and that was certainly the case after the loss against the Bucks. Dan, uh, what are your thoughts on Cam right now? Are, are you worried about possible retirement? Do you think the the, the third-round pick of Will Greer is maybe the Panthers thinking that was a possibility or was that just a Cam's going to get hurt, we need backup backup quarterback? Who obviously isn't good enough apparently to not be the backup right <laughs> now, which makes me very frustrated as a Will Greer fan.
4: Yeah, I think they like Kyle Allen, and I think they got Greer as a more, more likely as an insurance policy. I think with Cam, it's more likely they trade him than he retires. I think they're getting equally as sick of him as he is of being injured, and you know, it very well could have an Andrew Luck type move here where he just decides that's enough and wants to go just get healthy and get his mind right and i would imagine he could he would come back because he seems like the kind of guy that that really needs football in his life if fe- i feel like he he loves it where some guys you get the vibe he they just they don't really care it, i don't know it, it's really hard to speculate on that kind of stuff especially when you're not around them specifically or even in the state hearing the beat reporters and and all of the people talking about certain things around the around the locker room blah 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 i just feel like i feel like cam is kind of who he is he's he's the loud you know colorful happy guy and then when he's not happy everyone wants to believe that there's something wrong and he's he's ready to retire and i don't know i i feel like they like who they have and Riverboat Ron's ready to gamble. It I, doesn't make sense to me because you have one of the, the one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Yes, he's he's not played well while he's been hurt, but he's shown time and time again that he can take over a game single-handedly. So I don't know. This this is a weird one to me. I think if people are panicking, I'm probably buying Cam, and uh otherwise I'm just holding where I've got him. I don't think I'm selling.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine selling on Cam right now. It's not really something we we've haven't seen before anyway. So this isn't, isn't something that's, you know, should be all that surprising, but I I really don't think it's going to, he just doesn't seem like the type of type of guy that's going to be the same as Andrew luck and just lose that passion for the game. Uh, I mean, you've definitely seen some of the frustration in the like press conferences and stuff and you can see it on the field, but I, I don't think he's lost the passion with that frustration. So so I'm not expecting any, you know, a retirement like that. And for starters, that was just a, I mean, the luck deal was a crazy. You know, never would have thought it, out of this world deal. So I, I don't think we can really expect that to happen twice to two different people to retire that early. You know, he definitely could decide that he needs to take some time off the field, like for this year. But I wouldn't say that he's he he would retire with it, but he does seem more like a fighter. So, I mean, I'm not necessarily looking to to go out and buy him right now. I'm pretty happy that I haven't owned him that much with the the struggles that he's had, but you know, I I definitely think that he's still got the same upside just once he's, once he's on the field and that's already what we, the reason why he wasn't priced even higher or valued even higher is because he's not on the field all the time. He's going to be injured. So, you know, that's, that's what we already had here. And, um, I'm happy with it. We're doing a trade on air. <laughs> hold, on. <laughs> right, hold
4: on. Hold on. Bef- before you talk about that one, Justin, <laughs> folks, let me tell you a little something about dealing with Nathan Powell in trades. Uh, we are in a best ball league together. It's actually the original, the OG listener league. Um, shout out to all of you folks that are in said league. And I sent a very acceptable offer to counter one of Nathan's offers. And just because Nathan has to have the final say, he countered with the exact same trade, but with a different year on a fifth round rookie pick for picks that we don't even get to make because it's based on ADP. Got to have it your way, Nathan. And there you go. Enjoy your Philip Rivers. <laughs>
3: There you go. That, we've been negotiating that basically since the beginning of the podcast. So, and the, and since the podcast started, I've acquired both Jacoby Brissett and Philip Rivers because I've lost Sam Darnold. Oh, that's a great transition, folks. I have Sam Darnold in that league, and I've lost Sam Darnold because of mono, mononucleosis. <laughs> He's kissing too many people. Ridiculous. Sam Darnold. The kissing disease. And that's why I have to trade for two quarterbacks because I also have Cam Newton in that league. I got all the, basically, all the quarterbacks that have gone wrong. I have Drew Locke. He's been hurt the whole year. So while I'm ranting and raving, Sam Darnold, this is your opportunity to buy low, folks. And it does, you kind of have to have a specific uh, set of circumstances as I've learned as I've tried to buy low on Sam Darnold. Basically, in order to need to buy low on Sam Darnold, you need to find a team who has Sam Darnold. And needs Sam Darnold, like has him and needs to be starting him in a super flex league, because a, a lot of the cases that I found were either a it was a team that wasn't trying to win uh, this year. So they don't need a quarterback. They are. Like, oh, I'll 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 sit out Darnold the whole season for all I care. Or it was someone who had four or five quarterbacks and didn't need to have Sam Darnold. So if the the uh, the, the team in your league has two quarterbacks only in a super flex league and one of them is Darnold, they are the prime candidate to buy low on Sam Darnold right now.
4: Yeah, you definitely could go that route, or you could buy low on him because he was cheeks week one. But I suppose the mono could have something to do with why he was so bad, even though it's kind of weird that he wasn't all that great last year, started to turn it on at the end. Uh, but here we are. Yeah, that's um the entire New York Jets fan base, all 17 of them. They get to watch Falk now, Luke Falk. <laughs> Honestly, that's that's. As as mediocre as I think Sam Darnold is, that's a massive fall from grace to go from Sam Darnold to Falk. Uh, hopefully, Darnold, you know, recovers soon. I know mono can be a long, long, long process, but from the sound of it, he's doing better already. So I don't know. I, I think I think Darnold's probably in. After being in my cell camp from week one, then finding out about mono, he probably went to a hold because I think you could probably blame the mono symptoms on him being really, really bad week one. And the offense clearly isn't as good with the other two, whoever they had out there, Trevor Simeon. And um, I don't know. Sam, Sam Donald's somebody that I've always been low on. I know Nathan's been either a fan or at least in the middle and oh no
3: i've been a fan since day one
4: okay so there you go i just i don't really get it i think he's fine but i'm not really sure he's anywhere above average for as far as replacement level goes i don't think he's really an above average quarterback
1: yeah i'm gonna have to go in the camp of uh mediocre too Uh, i've never been been a fan it's not necessarily the kissing disease. I got I got mono twice in high school before I ever even kissed a girl, which is, you know... Like Jeez, you're probably... terrible
3: at getting mono. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, you I think...
3: You can get it from
4: really... kissing guys, too, Justin.
1: <laughs> I think, really, it was probably I never fully recovered and then got it again or something. But it was like a four-month like, process for me. It was horrible. That uh, sounds but awesome. yeah, before I ever even kissing a girl. So... But yeah, I mean, Sam Darnold's coming back soon, uh, but it definitely, you know, seeing the rest of the offense, I think maybe uh, that you could have an opportunity from the Sam Darnold owner to buy him below value. So it definitely, I can see where there might be an opportunity to trade him if the, the guy that owns him, but, you know, thinks that is getting uh, upset and not, not happy about the prospects of him coming back, but. I would imagine that most of the San Bernard are kind of like Nathan and been high on him all along and been holding him. So it's not going to be too many of those, but it's definitely at least worth the worth the chance of uh, reaching out and just making sure that they're not they're They're not a Nathan.
3: (laughs) All right. Now let's get into our next segment. But before we do that, before we do that, folks, the patriots they were pretty pretty big favorites this past weekend i believe they were like 17 or 18 point favorites against the miami dolphins they had no problem covering that spread they they 43 to nothing the patriots won there was never a doubt i mean i know that it, I think it was like 7 nothing midway through the second quarter maybe the the minus 17 bettors were shaking in their boots uh, but you know that wasn't much of a worry. So if you if you put that money down on on mybookie.ag with promo code rotovis for the Patriots to cover, you're a happy guy uh, this Sunday. Now th- this coming Sunday we have a pair a pair of huge huge lines. We have the Patriots who are playing the Mono Darnolds, and <laughs> we have the Cowboys against the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Who the Cowboys? Uh, I know Dan, you're a rehabbing Cowboys fan the Cowboys have looked really good through two weeks. So you might relapse and become a Cowboys fan again pretty soon, but both, both those are huge lines and they could possibly cover them because those teams, the Miami dolphins and uh, New York jets are so bad. So if you agree with those takes that uh, the, the dolphins and jets are bad, head over to mybookie.ag promo code Rotoviz, lay some money down, maybe on the over under on the line. Maybe even does anyone have, have the, the guts to take, the Dolphins or Jets money line. If you do, you like burning money. Congratulations, to <laughs>
4: <laughs> You'd be a billionaire though if you bet them.
3: <laughs> You'd be a billionaire, but no, those teams are not winning football games this weekend. So, uh, mybookie.ag uh, promo code Rodovis. Make sure you get on, get on the phone, get on the action. Uh, makes Sunday more fun to have some action on the games. And the only place I trust is mybookie.ag. All right. I've actually morphed this uh, during the show into a keep trade drop so we can decide how how terrible these matchups are. But they are team-based matchups based on the the players that we were going to end up talking about. So we have keep trade drop, 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 drop. Keep trade drop for the kids at home. You keep one, you trade one, and you drop one. Three players. Our first set, the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. And Obviously, this is for one QB leagues. Lamar Jackson. Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, Justin. This might be your keep, trade, drop cherry. So pop it.
1: Yeah, uh, it's my first time, and and yeah, that's a really exciting one to get to. Cause honestly, I'd love to trade all three of those. Uh, you know, values are sky high right now. Probably should be getting pretty good returns for those. But yeah, uh, it's gonna be a fun one. First time's always gonna be fun. So. Uh, let's see. I would probably, I'm going to say to trade Lamar Jackson, keep Mark Andrews. I guess I should do it in order. Do I have to do it
4: in order? You can do it however, you're, <laughs> however <laughs> your little heart desires.
1: Man. All right. So, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and do it completely backwards. I'll drop Hollywood Brown. I'll, I'll keep Mark Andrews, trade Lamar Jackson, drop Hollywood Brown.
4: There you go. Did you say one quarterback league, Nathan? Yes. All right. Well, then I'm clearly going to drop Lamar Jackson. I am going to trade Mark Andrews and I'm going to keep Hollywood.
3: Yeah, I think that's the the take as well. I mean, pretty much it's impossible to get any sort of trade return on a quarterback in one QB league. I, I do think that Lamar Jackson is probably the most quickly becoming the most overvalued asset here. Uh, but that doesn't mean that he's gonna get the the most bang for your buck in a trade. Uh, and then I'm I'm keeping Hollywood Brown. I I think that he's gonna be a legit stud. These first two weeks he's looked really good. I think that he it, like everyone's always oh he's the Deshaun Jackson type. Like no, I think that he's gonna be a consistent guy who Lamar Jackson is throwing to every game, and he's gonna be putting up you know 10 to 15 point games every week with the the, the occasional 30 point week. And then I'm I'm trading Mark Andrews because. Tight end is so fickle that I, I, I highly doubt that a tight end is gonna be like a top three scorer in tight end premium leagues for the entire season, particularly it being Mark
1: Andrews. Yeah, I missed the one QB league too, so <laughs> <laughs> That's how I gets probably you. would I probably would agree that yeah, in a one QB Lamar's just gonna get your lowest returns so just drop him and then I'll trade Hollywood Brown instead, keep Mark Andrews. But
3: there we go. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next one. We got a 49ers running back backfield edition of Keep Trade Drop. Keep Trade Drop. Tevin Coleman, Matt Breida, and Raheem Mostert. Go ahead, Dan.
4: Well, I'm probably going to keep Tevin Coleman because I think he has the most upside, even though he's struggling with injuries yet again. I'm going to trade Matt Breida because I think he definitely has the most trade value right now. And I'm going to put... Mostert right back where I just got him from spending a lot of my fob dollars back on to the old waiver wire.
1: I can't see (laughs) not having that same take, Uh, you know, Tevin Coleman, once he, once he comes back, I think, you know, he's shown that upside before. So I'm going to have to have to keep him. Yeah. Trade Brita and and Mostert. I mean, he's only has, has really the value while Coleman's out, you know, that shouldn't be that much longer, so just drop him.
3: I can't believe I'm going to be the one to say this on this on this show. I'm going to take the fantasy points, boys and girls. And Matt mm-hmm. Breida, right now, is scoring a lot of fantasy points. And I don't think that it's just because Tevin Coleman is out. So I'm keeping Matt Breida. I don't think that his, his value is going to equal the amount of fantasy points he's going to get you in the, in the next few weeks. And then I'm trading Tevin Coleman because there is still the – or, or of, oh, he might be a lead running back. I, I think he's lost that shot. I don't think he's a 20-carry guy. I think he's a 12-15-carry to 15 carry guy. Um, so I'm, I'm trading him to the person who thinks he's, he's an RB1. And I'll drop Mostert. I think he's an intriguing, intriguing option. Certainly worth a waiver wire ad. But he, he isn't more valuable than either of these other two guys. All right, let's wrap up the show with some Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, We have McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, and LaShawn McCoy. I will start us off here. I am keeping McCole Hardman much like uh, what we've seen from Marquise Brown. Uh, I was impressed with what I saw from Hardman in week two. He had the big touchdown, and he had the big, big touchdown that was called back on a LaShawn McCoy hold. He has the looks of a huge deep threat in that offense for years to come. I, I did say on the show last week that if anyone was to have the Tyree kill role, it would be Darwin Thompson. That was idiotic. Uh, <laughs> but uh, as long as you know. yeah, McCole yeah. Hardman. He, he has uh, the possibilities of being a stud and a very high, obviously all these guys are in a high scoring offense, but I'm a big Hardman guy right now. I'm going to, I'm going to drop Demarcus Robinson. I think he's a flash in the pan and then I'll trade with John McCoy to someone who needs a running back.
4: Yeah, I think I'm keeping McCole uh, Hardman as well. I, I saw similar things. I think he's he's definitely in line for a nice career. And um, I think I will be trading Demarcus Robinson to a fish that believes he's sustainable and getting all these big points every week. And then I'll probably just send Shady McCoy uh, down to the depths. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep McCole M- too. I, I don't. I don't think that uh, really that that role is something that people are all in on. So his trade value isn't crazy high. So not going to try for that too much. And then I'm gonna I would yeah trade try to trade Demarcus Robinson. So especially with that big game, uh, still probably aren't going to get that much for him, but should get more than really what he's truly worth. And then I'll drop LaShawn McCoy as well.
3: All right, that'll wrap up this edition of Keep Trade Drop. Make sure to support Rotoviz, patreon.com slash rotoviz, uh, rotoviz.com slash Radio for a uh, 10% off discount. And, of course, our good friends, mybookie.ag, promo code rotoviz, bet on the games, parlays, teasers, all the fancy stuff. It's the only place to go with your, your gambling. It's fun stuff. Makes your Sunday more fun. Why not just stress about fantasy? We need to stress about gambling too. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's right. More stress, the better. You could be just like me and uh, win 40 cents on uh, betting against the Miami Dolphins, which was probably one of my better bets I've ever made.
3: <laughs> All righty, That should wrap us up for today. Uh, any last words, Justin?
1: Uh, No.
4: I was going to say, there's only (laughs) one last word, and it's
1: Kadoosh.
4: Kadoosh!
2: There's ghosts haunting these woods, and they're headed straight for Roaring Camp Railroads. Is it a trick?
0: No. It's Thomas and Percy's Halloween party. And with a bounce house, pumpkin patch, temporary tattoos, and face painting,
3: plus photos with Sir Tom and hats, it's certainly going to be a treat. So get down to Roaring Camp before all the fun disappears. Weekends October 12th
0: through the 27th. Hi. Welcome to the Subway ad for two ninety nine subs. How would you like it? Uh, I'll take Drill Sergeant, please. You got it. All right, now listen up. I want each and every one of you to drop and give me a six-inch meatball marinara, cold-cut combo, veggie delight, or black forest ham on your choice of bread with any veggies you want for just $2.99 each.
4: yes, sir, yes sir. Subway. Make it what you want at participating restaurants. Additional charge for extras plus applicable tax. No additional discounts or coupons
5: may be applied. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?